I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is Mint Light Morning Shot, and I am Shohini Sen. Good morning. Here's a roundup of the news you can use before you start your day. The Supreme Court has asked the Centre to formulate and implement necessary directions for banning the use of disinfectants and ultraviolet rays on humans for COVID-19 management. Hearing a plea alleging harmful effect of these methods on human beings, the Apex Court directed the Centre to issue necessary directions within a month. The petitioner, Gursimran Singh Narula, a final-year law student, also felt that the idea of sanitization through disinfectant tunnels can also prevent people from washing hands and following social distancing protocols. Americans seeking unemployment benefits fell last week to 751,000, showing signs of the havoc coronavirus has wrecked on the economy. There is still a stream of jobless claims even after eight months of the pandemic hitting USA. The Labor Department said that while some of the unemployed are being recalled to their old jobs, or are finding new ones, many jobless Americans have used up their state unemployment aid and are now looking at a federal extended benefits program. Meanwhile, the British government has extended the salary support program for five more months and will pay 80% of wages for those unemployed because of coronavirus restrictions. The program was originally supposed to end in October but will now extend till the end of March. England has gone into another lockdown which will now last till the 2nd of December because of surging numbers. After more than two decades, Indonesia once again slid into a recession as the country tried to tackle one of the worst outbreaks of coronavirus in Southeast Asia. Its gross domestic product shrank 3.49% from a year ago, the statistics office announced on Thursday, owing to a drop in household consumption and investments. Government spending, however, grew at 9.8%, softening the blow somewhat. But economists believe the only way out for the country would be for the government to announce more stimulus. Exports in the country also fell 10.8% as global demand remained tepid amid the global pandemic. President Joko Widodo has ordered government ministers to accelerate budget spending for the rest of the year. The announcements came amid ongoing protests by thousands of workers against Indonesia's new jobs law that many believe will erode labour rights and weaken environmental protection. Hong Kong police faced criticism as it launched a dedicated hotline for residents to report national security threats. The hotline will allow residents to send national security intelligence via text message, email, and through the Chinese messaging app WeChat. Residents can also send pictures, audio, and video files. 
The hotline, according to the Hong Kong police, however, will not collect or store any personal information of the callers. In June this year, Beijing had introduced the national security law, post which many pro-democracy groups disbanded, some even leaving the country. Before that, for at least five decades, Hong Kong enjoyed certain demographic rights and freedoms under the terms of its return to the Chinese rule in 1997. The present move is seen by many as something that can deepen distrust among residents and might be misused to target those with opposing political views. Japan's Nagashiki Shipping estimates the cleanup of the massive oil spill from a vessel off Mauritius to possibly be completed by January next year. Most of the thousand ton of oil which had been spilled has now been recovered, the company has revealed in a statement. The remaining oil, along 30 km of coastline, is now being taken care of. Next month, the company also plans to remove the rare portion of the vessel, the MV Wakashio. The vessel, chartered by Mitsui OSK Lines Limited, ran aground on a reef in Mauritius on July 25th and began leaking oil on August 6th. The oil then had spread over a large area of endangered corals near two environmentally protected marine ecosystems and the Blue Bay Marine Park Reserve. Mauritius, which has a rich marine life with around 1,700 species living there, was impacted gravely by the spill. A small town in USA elected a French bulldog as their new mayor, reports Huffington Post. Rabbit Ash, a tiny community in Kentucky's Boone County, chose Wilbur as their mayor with over 13,000 votes. He will be replacing Mayor Brynneth Paltrow, a pit bull who has been in office since 2017. According to the community's website, Rabbit Ash chooses its mayors based on the candidate's willingness to have their bellies scratched. Locals can vote for a mayor every four years by donating to the Rabbit Hash Historical Society. Wilbur's campaign for the mayor raised around $6,165 on an online fundraising page. The interesting tradition started in 1998 when goofy-born man Calhoun, an adopted dog, was elected as a mayor. Ever since, the town has elected our four-legged friends as their leaders. You are listening to Mint Like Morning Shot with Shohini Sen. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Shohini Sen or on Facebook and Instagram at HD Smartcast. And to listen to more such podcasts, do log on to hdsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.